Soul, a podcast for a better you. Your host, Steve Hudgens, is a licensed professional counselor. On a non-emergency basis, you may contact them at area code 918-280-8690 or coachsoul.com to provide them with new topics, feedback, or to request an appearance on the show. And now, here's your host, Steve Hudgens. Hey, welcome back. And, and Kenya, what a lovely, I love to play out the words that we just did here because yes. you ended the podcast with love because mm. we talked about Thanksgiving. I don't know about you, but I think I ate too much and overstuffed myself like a turkey, usually on Thanksgiving. You know, we blame the turkey for making us sleepy and it's not really the turkey, even though it has tryptophan in it. It is your digestive system can't handle the food, the starch, the protein and everything else that we put in and all at once. And the pies not made right. Oh, my gosh. My favorite pie of the year was pumpkin and pecan. And then my grandmother would occasionally make this coconut cream pie. And uh, I love coconut cream pie. And um, I, I miss that. I miss my other grandmother who would make pecan pie or a pumpkin pie. At one time, I think she made a sweet potato pie. You know, in, in the holidays, it, it becomes hard when uh, you miss family members about this yes. time of the year. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, what do you think makes it so difficult for us to get into on a holiday and all of a sudden we have a memory that triggers us and how do we stop from triggering? Maybe we need to back up just a little bit before I go there. Yeah. I was it's thinking, difficult. let's give it a backstory. Yeah. Let's give it a backstory. You know, what are some favorite things that you remember about favorite people or, or family members in your life that made the holidays special? So I mentioned the last episode, my grandmother, my grandmother, because she was my mom's mom, but truly she was my mother figure because my father wasn't there and my mama was working three jobs from birth. I don't remember one day growing up without my grandmother taking me and my sister everywhere to gymnastics, to music, to, to piano, to school. And I mean by bus, not driving in Brazil. So when she passed away, and this is 2019, it was a series of unfortunate events. And I really don't want to get into the details because I don't have permission to share that. Um, but let's just say that I, the person that was taking care of her um, buried her. And I found out through social media when she had passed after she was already under dirt. So I didn't even know she, I mean, I knew she was sick. She was 92, but I didn't know that she had had a heart attack. I didn't know all the things that led to it. Mm. So this is, I developed actually um, thyroid, what I thought was cancer or a thyroid issue because my throat swollen. Now knowing what I know of energy. So it's like I was clogged up with anger Mm. and I had a lot to say. I just want to. Like it was all the things and resentment, like um, guilt. Like she took care of me and I didn't have a chance to take care of her. And I want to say this out loud because yes, with small children, they keep you busy. But it's not like I would 
never not miss her. So during the holidays, yes, of course, I'm here. I'm full-blown mama. And her seat is empty. And it will always be empty in actuality, never empty in my heart. Mm -hmm. But it's not like I can sit here and say, I don't miss her. Or, oh, everything is okay. We're busy. I mean, she was a great cooker. She was she was a great cook, not cooker. She was a great cook. She was she was she was so loving. She was so present. She was she was my grandmother. And every time I had a child, she came to America. She spent a year with me. She helped me with the newborn. So I have this core memories with her growing up as a child, and then in this new season of a mom and her helping me to nurse, to change diapers. I mean, she was so there for me. And I get to forgive myself for not being able to be there for her. And I get to live um, every holiday without her. And then it's really hard. And I, I don't fake it. I be with it. I think your question was, what do you do? I, I honor her. I have pictures of her out. I say stories about her. I honor her. I bring her to the table even though she's not there. I'm always grateful for her. And I, sh I share some memories out loud to keep her beauty alive so my kids would know stories about her. So that's how I honor her life. That's a legacy that oftentimes yes. we forget about passing our story down. You know, that's one of the things I enjoy about the Native American culture is that, and, and I'm sure that all cultures have it, but the, you you tell stories through song sometimes, uh, or you pass down in generation the story of somebody great within the family to keep that legacy alive. Yes. And, and he, you know, hearing what you were sharing with me in regard to your grandmother, we have some similarities here. Uh, my grandfather died in 2000 of a massive heart attack, oh. and uh, he was 82. And that was difficult because that was my mentor uh, of a father figure for me, because I don't remember the day that he did not read his Bible. He would drink his coffee, and, and I'm talking about this coffee was either hot, lukewarm, cold. It didn't matter. He drank it throughout the day. That was just him, a great memory. And then my grandmother, uh, you know, lived 20 something years after that. And uh, she was 98 when she passed away. I was fortunate to see her in 2019 prior to COVID. This is when COVID was coming out. We didn't understand it. I flew to Atlanta um, because um, it was my mom's sister and her husband, their only child that's a doctor at Georgia Tech is there. So they brought my grandmother from New Mexico to uh, Atlanta, Georgia, able to see her fly back. And uh, in 2021, I always called her. Didn't matter. I try to call her every week, sometimes twice a week, just to check in to see how she was doing because I knew how lonely it was. And when I talked to her uh, on a Monday, things were, were, were fantastic. Then I get a text from my mother on Friday that my grandmother had passed away at 12.040 in the morning. And that impacted me. And I said, I just, uh, so I picked, I, I allowed a couple of days and then I called my mother 
And I said, I am sorry for Memo and her passing. Well, so how sorry. did she pass away? Mm. And she said, my grandmother had slipped and fell and she well. passed away in her sleep. If that's the way to go, that is the way to go is to pass away and sleep. And uh, I, I love to think that they're both in heaven dancing and doing whatever they're doing in heaven, being joined together and just enjoying one another. But the the impact when we think about family and holidays, we hold that specialness of that missing family member. Yeah. But then you have the dark side. At least for me, it was dark and in possibly dark for you when you did grief, know. just legit grief. Sure. Correct. But grief is also impacted by a selfishness. And 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 that's the way I view it is selfishness by my mother. Because they cremated my mother. It's too expensive to to cross state boundaries uh, with, with a body, uh, to, to fly it or to cross it. So they cremated my grandmother. They did not tell me when they were going to bury her. I remember on social media the, the events that there was pictures and things like that. And I'm like, how come I wasn't told? And so... Every year I have to look at about this time because it was in October when my grandmother passed away. She was 98. I have to remember not to hold resentment. Mm -hmm. You know, yes, there is some friction between my mother and I, but we shared a commonality of her mother. Yeah. So where I want to take this here, Kenya, is sometimes when we get into you know, some people lose family members around this time of, of the holiday years and yes. things of that nature. When you talk about frequency of grief and, and things of that nature, what would you say that would help um, our listeners to understand? Yes, it's okay to grieve. Yeah. But what's not okay is getting stuck in that mode and not coming out of it. Well, I want to go one level deeper because I don't think sure. no one here wants to be stuck. You just don't know how to move grief. Mm. Just like if you don't know how to move any energy, um, guilt, anger, sadness, it goes deeper. So I heard a lot of what you said, but let me answer this question first about the grief. My invitation is that if you're hearing this and you lost a loved one and you already know based on the past that you will get triggered around the holidays, that you will miss it and that would affect you, don't do it alone. Don't do it alone. Take a bestie with you. Call someone. What could you, how could you show up differently? What could you do today on Thanksgiving? What could you do this week to help to channel that emotion? Maybe it's to bring more stories out to the table. Maybe it's to journal. Maybe it's to look at their pictures and to cry. Give a voice to the feeling. Don't shuffle down. Do, 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 you, do, do you happen to know the amount of people that actually don't grieve? 
because yeah, there's a lot you know what i'm saying like grieving is not just crying it might be welling punching your pillow there's so many layers of it and i remember that when grandmother passed and she, she she had a very similar story to you the person that was taking care of her bury her did all the things it had a rub with my mom had a bad relationship with my mom so so it didn't communicate with us when she was out i literally didn't know i had so much anger in my body like how mm-hmm. can a human do this with another human so it was, right. it was grief mixed up with guilt mixed up with resentment mixed up with anger it was all of it now my invitation to you as you hear is if you relate please just see you in us see you in me and don't make it wrong to have all the feelings what's happening with the flare app is because all those energies has been shoveled down so you can Mm -hmm. survive so you can live another day so you can go to work so maybe if you show up more tender this week have a clearing conversation with yourself maybe write a letter for this person your loved one that that left write a love letter because you see what grief is is uh, is is the emotion in 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 its core deep down is i love you so much i was never ready to be in this life without you that's what, what grief is well i'm i'm glad you said about a letter because it jogged my memory uh, gestalt therapy talks about the empty chair and i take it a little step further when i was inpatient and there was one that was dealing with grief the loss of her father she was angry very yeah. bitter and she became self-harming and one of the things that we did is i asked her to write a letter to her father who had passed away and the impact of her was that she was also a beautician and she went in even though she had a rough relationship with her father he was in prison and he died and she asked to take care of his body. In other words, she combed his hair. She put makeup on him wow. to make him look alive. And that impacted her a lot more than she realized. And I asked her to write this letter. We went outside uh, in this little uh, open area that we were able to, to, to go into when we were impatient. And she began to read it. I was playing the voice of her father, so to speak. And then I took the lighter and I lit the letter and it went up in smoke. And I said, your father just received this letter because it smoked and he's a soul and he's able to read and he heard you. He validates you. You know, that that helped her more than anything. And I think, um, not think, I know, if we're able to write our letters, if you don't have somebody to do it with you, find somebody to do it yeah. with you. I think it's very impactful. Read it out loud. Take a lighter, a, a lighter, and and a hundred percent, and just well, let it go. For me, Steve, after I move past the anger, and I could tell that what I was really feeling is I miss her so much, mm-hmm. and I really wanted to be there for her the way she was there for me. And I didn't even know she was sick. So I could not even hop in a plane and go help. So when my sister came to visit, because grandmother raised the both of us, 
during the holidays. It was Thanksgiving. I, be, I believe it was Thanksgiving 2019. I went for a hike with my sister and we had two balloons. We went and we bought two balloons from the, from the dollar store and I had a permanent marker. And we wrote this letter for grandma in the balloon and we cried and we said all the things that I don't even remember, but it was a mix of everything of, of grief. I'm sorry. I love you so much. Thank you for everything. It was all of it. And we, after we said, we spoke a few key, uh, we wrote a few keywords, not that you can write an entire letter in a balloon, but it was like right. a few keywords and we let it go. And it was so healing because in this body what steve is saying listeners what i am saying is that as a human we you know a glass of water means something when you can touch something means something when you write something it's what we call 3d when things are materialized and you can see it your human feels complete the soul doesn't care for none of it but we are here so for us to come up with what ritual will support you, what tools will support you in this season, pick and choose. There's no right or wrong. You know, when get, I think about- Get a voice to this love. Get a voice to this grief. Get it out of you in, in, in a way of a, a letter, a balloon, um, speaking out loud. Well, even going to therapy helps too, because 100%. if you're not, if you don't have somebody that you can trust and open up to, it's being able to find a therapist that, that can help you walk through that process. And the other scope of things too, is for family members to allow that person to grieve. We shouldn't say, oh, get over it. It's okay. Yeah. It's been three years since they've been gone. You shouldn't still be grieving everybody grieves a little differently and we need to hold space for that person who's still grieving and go ahead well a couple of things there's layers of griefs mm -hmm. so i don't think we're ever done grieving it right. it energy transforms love transforms into grief and transform into gratitude and transforms and then at some point you won't be triggered anymore but you still shed a tear because of love and it's okay and for all parents out there, if you can grieve in front of your kids and normalize, this is how it's, this is how grief, healthy grief looks like. It is the most beautiful ritual, if you will. I remember telling my kids, mama feels really sad. And now mama feels really angry. It's like, mommy, how can you hold she doesn't say hold, but it's like, how can you feel all of it at the same time? It's like, it's grief, honey. It comes in layers. So at some point now, my kids know that when you grieve, you allow all of it to visit you and you don't make it wrong. And you, and I even close the bathroom door and I say, I'm going to take a shower and I'm just going to cry. And I'll probably cry a lot loud. If you hear me screaming, I'm okay. But that's how I move through it. And I continue to when it hits me. You know, just a thought just occurred to me uh, out of curiosity, Kenya. We're, we're all human beings and we deal with emotion differently. I know in America, sometimes we tend to push down 
don't deal with our feelings and emotions. What is it like in the Latino community? Do they do the same thing that we just don't face our emotions? Do we just uh, just do a little differently? So what I happens? love this question. I love this question. I'm going to say that as a culture, we're much more expressive, which doesn't mean mm-hmm. healthy. Like I remember mm-hmm. a lot of yelling in the house. I remember marrying my husband and my mom coming to visit and he thinks that we're having an argument in the kitchen. We were just talking. <laughs> right. I, are you guys okay? It's like, yeah, no, that's just how we talk. Very loud, very all of it. And but but as a as a as a as a music therapist, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm a therapist too. And now sound healer and now energy healer. What I understand is that through somatics, which is the movement between the body and the voice, and that's how you express, that's actually how your body is created to move energy. So now I am just aware and I verbalize that so my husband and my kids know that mom is not having a heart attack. Mom is just screaming and, you know, crying, ugly cry. And I don't, I don't want to, do that in front of you but if you hear i am okay so i do it intentionally and, and sometimes and I, I cry in front of them and i say mommy why are you crying it's like i actually don't know i just really feel like crying and to me that's a healthy way of helping teaching your children how to deal with these emotions mm-hmm. because a lot of times uh we for some reason, the Western mind here, we just don't want to deal with emotion. No. We don't and want especially to man, Steve. I really yes. want to speak because I have two yes. boys. Yes. I have two boys. It's it's a worldwide this idea that men don't cry. Okay. It's not Latino, it's not American. So for my boys, I actually go really needy and greedy down through an emotional chart. I have in my refrigerator an emotional chart. How are you feeling today? What's going on? So I train them to have the language of, I'm just not feeling like being social right now. I was like, okay, mm. do you want to be alone for a while? Like, yeah. Uh, will you let me know when you're complete? Yeah. So I know to not bother him. It's very important for even a young boy to have a long time to process. Mm. He likes processing by himself. But I told him, I don't want this to become a habit that you need to deal with your things on your own because you don't. And somehow society told me, parent, good job. You did it all by yourself, all by yourself. Good job. So we praise our kids to do things on their own as if accepting support and love, especially boys, it's wrong. And it's not. You know, we are, I I look to, I like to look at life that, our grandparents, you and I, we're on loan from God. We're on a loan. And what I mean by alone, a, a, alone, a, and then space, L-O-A-N, alone. like a bank note alone. Yeah. Right. Alone. We're just on borrowed time. Mm-hmm. And what is, uh, you know, we got about three or four minutes left. And one thing that irks me, even as a Christian, I don't like the term, well, it was their time to go. Well, God must need them in heaven. And it's like, I don't see God operating that way. 
because we have the naturality of, of life that just happens sometimes. We have carnal people that uh, take the time they, they murder. And when I dated a, it, it's, it's going to sound funny, I dated an atheist. Well, what's a Christian doing dating an atheist? Well, why are you judging me? I learned a lot from her. Sure. Because she ran in the Boston Marathon. And uh, I, I said, you know, I said, God must have really watched out over you. And she got really angry. Mm. How is it that he saved my life? But four blocks down the road when that bomb went off, that the eight-year-old boy died. Mm. Why? And that really resonated with me about how do we speak to people who are grieving, who lost loved ones and things of mm. that nature. Again, uh, with you, love covers a lot of things. But is, and, and Steve, to her point, I love her authenticity. That's yes. how we learn from each other. Yes. It's so easy to agree and do a shut up. Oh, yeah, thank God. You know, the the lingo. No, it's not okay. And there's a lot of things I don't understand. And maybe for some people, it was time to go. I, I do have a belief of 100% guidance, right? I have a, a bestie in town in Nashville. And she, um, she was told that her baby was not going to be um, normal, normal. Mm -hmm. So she was giving the option to um, now go full term with the pregnancy and she chose to believe and the baby was full term and his lungs was not developed. He had several issues and he lived less than an hour. I want to say 40 minutes. It might have been less. And you tell me. So there's a lot of things that we don't have answer for. This Correct. little soul came and went I back, ran right back. We don't know what we don't know. So I do choose to believe in divine guidance. Whatever you want to call the divine guidance, I call it God, the creator of all things. You might call it the source, the universe. It's it's fine. I don't think that God has a has a preference. Now, what does think, it mean to you? Is that does it give you more? Does it give you more grace? Does it expand your heart more? Or does it make you bitter? Because let me tell you here, this is your experience. This is not about religion. We're going to take correct. spirit of religion out. And we're going to just trade in, replace mm -hmm. with this is your human experience. Right. How are you experiencing? How are you living? How are you giving? My grandmother never had one day of school in her life. And she would say, if you don't live to give, you're not made to live. Something I'm translating in, in from Portuguese, but it's something like your entire life is about loving and serving. That was her definition of life. And you know what, Steve? At 45, I agree with her. I, my human experience is here to love and to serve. You know, we're running out of time. And Kenya, it, it's it's... It's about holding space for one another, allowing emotion to come out. And during this difficult time of holidays where we remember the good times, that's what helps me. And it's to remember the fun times, the good times, even though there might have been some adversity, 
it's looking at it with love and being able to accept again accept where you are who you are whose you are that's right and being able to enjoy the holidays of the gift giving so that we can keep on living I kind of like that statement. Mm -hmm. So until next time, God. Thanks for joining us today. We hope to have you back next week. Until then, be safe and be kind.